Most of you don't know that I was the Oklahoma Bible quiz champ of 1969. And after living with over 3,000 teens over the last 45 years, I've learned the importance of those principles I knew as a teen and have worked tirelessly to help parents take those principles they embrace and apply them to their teens and the raising of their families. Parenting Today's Teens strives to bring effective and practical resources to parents and grandparents to help them engage in the life of their teens. We do that through our radio program that's heard on over 1,900 stations throughout North America, through books and small group curriculum series, through specialty conferences and seminars, through our Parenting Today's Teens podcast, newsletters, articles, YouTube channel, and online courses, anything to help parents and grandparents. To find out how you can put some new tools in your parenting toolbox, visit www.parentingtodaysteens.org. That's parentingtodaysteens.org. Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. Mark, you've chosen such an easy, easy topic today, <laughs> forgiving our teens. Wow. I know. I laugh because I know that it's hard. You know, it's and uh, there's a scripture that says, like the barred gates of the citadel is one who has been def- offended. Mm. There's something about being offended that draws us back and closes us up. Yeah. But it's a, also amazing to me that God would call us out of that and move toward the one who has offended us. And so I tell parents this all the time. When, when you have been offended in some way and have every reason to walk away, God is calling you to move toward. Now, here's the difficulty. When it happens in your own home <laughs> and your child has offended you in some way, you've got to take the road less traveled and say, I'm going to move toward my child. When you have every reason to walk the other way, yeah. and it is hard. It is very hard. All right, Mark Gregston, how do we tackle this topic, forgiving our teens? <laughs> well, I, I think it's first realizing, you know, sometimes instead of forgiving, you know, we just kind of hold on to those things. Now, men are worse at this. I mean, men have a tough time Let's be honest. letting go of things. Yeah. I mean, we, we're kind of nomadic. We're isolationist. We, somebody hurts us. We walk the other way. I mean, women may do this at a grocery store where they, they are offended by somebody else, and, and instead of forgiving somebody for hurting them, they go down a different aisle or they <laughs> hurry out quick. Or I've seen even some people make comments to me. That they say, I don't even go into the store if I know somebody's there. <laughs> they don't want to engage because it's very hard to move towards somebody that has hurt you, especially when they've done it intentionally. Mm -hmm. And so all the things that we do instead of forgiving is sometimes we just carry the baggage of pain around with us. That's not good. There's enough things in this world holding us back. We let bitterness and negativity shape our conversations, especially with our teen. 
We feel sorry for ourselves, so the focus gets to be on us. We bring up the past with our kids and shame our kids over and over and over out of our hurt. Now remember, this isn't about you as a parent. When you're parenting a child, you will get hurt. Your teens will make mistakes. There will be intentionality behind some of their actions that's going to violate your values and what you believe in. Get ready for it. And if it's not happening, it's because they're being deceitful or you have your head in the sand and are ignoring it. Kids are that way. When they grow and and are finding out about relationships, it's important for them to see that you have violated something. But it's not our role as a parent to say, well, I'm going to keep bringing up the past, how you hurt me, and I'm going to shame you. I'm not going to let a wedge of silence and distance come between us because that's what happens. And you start to move further and further apart, and we get weary. And then usually what happens, instead of forgiving, it blows up somewhere and brings us to a good spot. And when we fail to forgive, it comes at the time when the teen is still sorting life out and learning That's right. how to interact with other That's people. Right. It harms them, doesn't That's it? That's right. And what we're doing is passing on a technique that that is probably more about us, and it goes on. So when they get married and have kids, they're yeah. going to do exactly the You've same thing. You've seen this generation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's called generational sin. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's why we're called forgiveness. Forgiveness has an amazing way of clearing the air because without it, we build a wall and we build a case. I mean, we kind of let these things pile up, and it's kind of like going to court, and now I have something to hold against you. Well, Scripture says that, that love does not take into account a wrongdoing. That means when somebody hurts you, you let it go because you move toward them. I mean, it, there, you build a landscape when we don't forgive on sand that will deteriorate when the first wave of conflict comes. Mm. There's, there's nothing good about not forgiving. And at the same time, I want to make sure everybody understands, and I acknowledge it and I know it, forgiveness is hard. It means that we offer grace. And if grace is easy for you, it's probably not grace. Grace is moving towards someone when you have every reason to walk the other way. And so it becomes so important for us to understand the need for forgiveness so we don't build this wall of, uh, of, uh, between a relationship that we have with kids. So what's really going on when we choose to forgive? Well, you know what happens is we, we give up the past. I mean, we let the past be gone. I mean, it's it's almost like instead of looking at the past and being controlled by those things, you know, because we also give up control or allowing th- other things to control us. I mean, the fruit of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and what? Self-control. And what that means is it's not anger management. It means that I'm not going to be controlled by things outside of of God's control himself, and I'm not going to let other things control me. So when we forgive, what we're saying is, I'm not going to let what you've done to me control me so that I avoid people or I, I, I stay out of interaction or I never see them and never talk to them or I think bitter thoughts. I'm not going to let you control me by by what you've done to me. And you move on from that. We give up bitterness 
where instead of being mad that something happened, perhaps we start to look and say, you know what? God is using this in my life to teach me a lesson, and there's something to be learned from it, and so I'm going to take advantage of it. I mean, God teaches us in in the great times in our life, but he also teaches us in the hard times of life. And the fourth thing is we give up revenge. Yes. I mean, we don't have to live our life with the idea that I've got to get back at somebody like, you hurt me, so I've got to hurt you, and we let it go. We, we basically just say, I'm going to let it go. But on the positive side, there are some long-term effects of forgiving. Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's why God calls us to forgive. I mean, he, he calls us continually to forgive. It will repair broken relationships. It will set you free to see your child as something new, as a growing child that God loves. It will allow you to focus on the future instead of the past. I mean, this is when a child says, Mom, you're always bringing up the past. Dad, you're always bringing up things that happened 10 years ago or three years ago or even six months ago. Now, if there's a, if there's a habit being formed, yes. But if it's something that somebody made a mistake, you can't keep bringing those things up. Right. And you might begin to see how God is working in you and your child through your forgiveness. When I became a grandparent, I realized there was a part of my heart that I had never known. I thought my heart was already full. Wasn't I surprised when I embraced the joy of being a grandparent and could love in a greater capacity? And I longed to have the same relationship with my grandchildren when they turned into teens, a time that most adolescents pass on their grandparents. The reason grandparents are living longer these days is because they're needed in the lives of their teen grandchildren to offer wisdom, to give encouragement, and to help them make it through those oftentimes troublesome adolescent years. The Grandparenting Small Group Curriculum, Leaving a Legacy of Hope, is a perfect set of lessons for those grandparents who want to remain engaged in the life of their teen grandchildren. Filmed at Amy Grant's farm in Franklin, Tennessee, this small group series is one of my favorite as I share insights and wisdom about the role of grandparents and how they can connect and make some memories before they lose theirs. Ten lessons, complete with a book of the same title, this series is a must for any small group of folks over the age of 45. Great material, thought-provoking ideas, with plenty of time for beneficial discussion. You can find this Leaving a Legacy of Hope curriculum series at www.grandparentingteens.com. That's grandparentingteens.com. You know, when we tell people, I'm going to love you to the moon and back, you know, basically what we're saying is there's nothing that can keep me from loving you. Well, we say that all the time, but quite honestly, there is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's that repetitiveness. What happens is, is that a parent's got to learn to let it go and still have boundaries around a child, you know, where they're not those internal boundaries, have those external boundaries. And, and, and once a child grows through that, then you, then you widen those boundaries a little bit and give them more freedom. But the point of it is, is that I want them to learn. And so by learning means this, that I'm going to forgive them and keep the relationship strong, but I'm going to still allow the consequences to have their full effect. And, and what you're teaching your child is, is truly by example. 
We've said this over and over again in, in programs throughout the years that, that kids pick up wisdom by observation, reflection, and experience, that which they see, that which they think about, and that which they experience. Well, forgiveness is one of those interesting actions that a parent can take where a child gets to see it by example. You know, this is what I observe. This is what I think about because they're going, well, why would my mom and dad forgive me? I mean, I ought to be, you know, in trouble a lot more. But they also learn by experience. And over a period of time with enough experiences racked up, they begin to learn, I am forgiven. Now, the other thing they learn is, because of that example, that they need to forgive. Now, remember, you're not just teaching them to do the right thing. You're training them how to engage with other people later. This is their future husband or wife. This is their future kids. These are the future people that they deal with. Because if you teach your child about uh, forgiveness, you know, um, then what it means is is that they're going to learn to have an easier life as well. And so if you've hurt someone, this is mom and dad, I'll tell you this. If you've hurt someone, I'm going to encourage you to do this. Call them up and ask for their forgiveness. The teen is watching. That's right. Even if it's the, it's not the teen we're forgiving, it's someone else entirely. That's right. They learn from how we respond. Well, they already know that you're upset with somebody else because they see you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're... We don't hide it well, do we? <laughs> yeah, they're watching you. And so... What a great dinner you can have tonight by sitting around the table and say, you know, I ended up calling this person or I called this person and I asked for their forgiveness, how I've shunned them, how I pushed them away. Because you want to show your kids this is how you do it. And it's not easy and it's not fun and it's extremely hard. But it is commanded to us because God says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. That's what Paul wrote to the Ephesians. And so I I, I tell people all the time, forgiving our kids is not handing out a license to continue the offensive behavior. It doesn't mean that you just say, okay, you can keep doing the wrong stuff and I'll keep forgiving you. That's that's not forgiveness. That's permission and, and, and a license to sin. You don't give that. You let consequences have their full, full effect. But discipline may be appropriate if they're not repentant. You know, and, and discipline isn't about correcting behavior and it's not about revenge. It's about helping your child get to a better place and keeping them from where they don't want to end up. It's all about forgiveness, keeping the relationship strong as they feel the full effect of their consequences. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.